Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And a good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and uh, we're going to continue on from where I had promised you that I would uh, deal with some of the things we can know in heaven that maybe we haven't talked about before, and yet the Bible does not hide them. And I'd like to talk with you about that. So I want to thank you again. My name is Brad Zockel, and I am right now talking to you from upcountry South Carolina, from the farmhouse. I'm looking out across here right now. Looks like, and you may even hear if I'm recording for a bit, uh, through the window, this is not a soundproof studio, um, as I'm seeing the horses across the road at the farm. Some hound dogs are going at it, so that might come through the window here, but I'm not sure. And so uh, our cat is sitting out on the front porch, actually taking over the rocking chair, and I'm looking through the window. It's a bit overcast as I am talking, and I want to thank you for being with me. Whether you, I have friends, uh, as we talk in the morning on the different classes that I hold, and uh, there we have friends uh, that, uh, two of my friends have uh, a husband and wife, they have a ministry in uh, Wyoming, in a ranch, and then I also have friends in Australia, and then oh, just about every state in the Union, Oklahoma, Owasso, Oklahoma, to Mount Washington, Kentucky, dear, dear friends who were staying and uh, staying so faithful in listening and learning through the years, and I really, or through the months, I'm sorry, uh, through this time, and I really, really appreciate that. That's very, very kind of you. And they've given me uh, just a wonderful, prayerful support. And i that's what I really want. Just need your prayers. Uh, would you uh, consider a deep, deep prayer and encouragement for us as we are taking the barn in the back of our property here and making it into a recording studio so I won't be over here in one of the rooms here in the house? Our house is uh, fine, and I am able to work quite well, but we want to have an exclusive place I can have all of my files and everything. So please remember that. You know, I'm not going to go into the itinerary. Uh, you can go to our website and take a look. If you go to zulon.org, that's X-U-L-O-N.org, zulon.org, and that is uh, where my ministry is explained. You can look on there. If you feel led to give something uh, to the ministry, this is a 501c3 ministry. And I am totally on my own on this, my friends. And when I travel, I do not tell churches or organizations or conferences, hey, look, here is my price, everything. I don't have a price. I don't charge. I'm very sensitive that many Christians abuse this. And so I move in the other direction here. We've had enough uh, through the different social media that I see of prosperity preachers who are actually demanding that people will give to them and that's just not going to happen here. But I'm just asking for your prayerful support as we move on through uh, this year and do so many, many exciting things with the Lord's uh, leading. We just thank the Lord for all of these things and the promise of heaven. And so as I get going here, I want to talk with you. The next podcast will go back to the book of Revelation verse by verse. But I want to share something with you, and I'd like you to write this down. I had talked a little bit about this earlier in our uh, study that I had over on YouTube Live and also TikTok Live. And I'd like to also bring this to you because I'm very excited in a new 
depth, uh, uh, just a new deep study. I'm going into the depths of understanding Revelation 21 and verse 5. As we take a look at it, the Lord is, we're seeing, well, Revelation 21 and 22 in review, as you would know if you've been with me for a while, if you're going to see, look, where is the forever? Where, what happens to the Christian forever? What's our destination? You know, somebody says, I've lost a loved one and uh, they are, they're in heaven. Is this where they're going to be forever? And the answer is no, not in that heaven. There is an eternal destination. Right now, my mom, my dad, my in-laws, my eldest brother, among other of my dear friends, we've lost a number of dear friends and family in these past 18 months. My, uh, the, the loved ones that I have are all believers in Jesus Christ, all Christians. Uh, the, uh, the promise here is that they are in a place where there is no pain or suffering, there is no mournfulness, crying or sorrow or anxiety, no cancer. They are in the, what we would call the present heaven. That would be the best way to say it, the present heaven. The eternal state as the present heaven will be, the best word I can use is uncreated. Second uh, Peter chapter 3 gives you detail on that. We'll talk about that later on. We have talked in previous podcasts about that. But then we see in Revelation 21 and 22, if you're looking for the passages to talk about where is our forever destination, well, that's Revelation 21 and 22. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, says John, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Behold, God's dwelling is with humanity, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making everything new. He also said, Right, because these words are faithful and true. So in other words, God is saying, I'm not lying. Write this down, uh, John. Put this in the eternal uh, script. I am making everything new everything new. And we've talked about that Greek word kainos. Kainos means it, it hasn't been used before. It's not just new by chronology. It's new in nature. Will there be trees in the new uh, earth, on the new earth? Of course, but there'll be kainos trees, ones we've never imagined before of a magnitude. Waterways, it keeps referring to the waterways in Revelation as the river of life. River of life, the water of life. It keeps using that term, those three words, water of life. So that's new. It's in a way that we've never been able to understand. And if you think about this, and this is not stretching or embellishing or speculation going beyond reason, but if you're saying this, think of everything. Here's the mysteries that we can know that are mysterious to us now, but the Bible allows us to grasp the concept as the hints dropped by God. Everything's new. Music will be new. Our unhindered love for God will be new. Our understanding 
of why Jesus has made certain decisions in our life and allowed things to happen to us will be explained in Ephesians 1.10. That will be new. We will be new. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 and 52. We will be changed. And then it tells us in 53 and following, we have an incorruptible body. Hey, look, no cancer, no genetic problem, no fatigue, no bone cracking, no arthritis, no fatigue. Okay, that's new. All of these things from grass to weather to time. Those are all new. We've talked about those in previous podcasts. So let's talk, let's talk about this. What has happened in the Christian world, and it needs to stop now, is that the Christian life, because so many people have encountered death, death of loved ones. I cannot tell you how many people have lost numerous people through these past years age-wise, COVID-wise, in in many situations, but it has struck so very close to home. And in that, we have those that just want to know, just get answers. But I get a a, a sort of a fatalistic feeling and a generic, well, they've gone on to be with the Lord, but I, I feel there is a great incompleteness here. There is a an almost uh, resignation. Well, okay. You know, since I won't see them here on earth, this is all I know, and so let's just let it go there. And so there's a confusion here. And I think what happens is when people say, well, Jesus said it's finished on the cross. Well, that, you know, that kind of took care of things and everything's complete. And then when we look, you know, and Jesus keeps saying, well, you know, I'm the first and the last. I'm the Alpha and the, the Omega, the beginning of the end. And Indeed, he says that, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 11. He reminds us, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Or Revelation chapter 1, verse 17, he says the same thing. The one who's the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Revelation 2, 8, in talking to the church at Smyrna, refers to him as the Alpha and the Omega, Revelation 22 and verse 13 repeats it again, first and the last. So you get this completeness, and in the back of our mind, I'm afraid, with some Christians, it's like, okay, well, you know, when we get to heaven, you know, everything's complete, which indeed, in a sense, it is, but I think there's a a thinking even even more, okay, and it goes like this, and this is why I want to hit the Revelation 21.5 principle. (coughs) Excuse me. It's this. We have people thinking that when we get to heaven, they stretch Revelation chapter 14, verse 13 to its limits. When it says, blessed are those who die in the Lord, for they shall rest from their labors. And my friends, it's saying they'll rest from the labors of earth. But will we go to heaven and just kind of, well, you know, we're going to be active and doing some worship and things along that line, you say. And then then people kind of tail off into some uh, nebulous type of explanation. And and I want to hit this hard. See, I want you to understand this. It doesn't make sense for us to say, when we get to heaven, well, then we're there and there you go. You know, it's sort of a celestial library or, you know, just just a grand uh, Miami retirement center. And we're all going to look around and then we can all putter across in our sandals to the refrigerator get something to eat, and sit back and grin at each other. This doesn't make any sense at all. 
this does not make any sense. And I really believe in the heart of heart of many Christians that they believe this is to be so. And I grieve because of this, because in our lives we say, well, we get older and we deserve a rest. Well, the reason we want a rest is because we get older and we are getting fatigued and we want that rest because our bodies do not hold out. What would happen if you had no fatigue? You won't. Incorruptible body, 1 Corinthians 15. See, think about this. And I shared this earlier when I was speaking in another uh, situation. Okay, in high school, I was on the wrestling team. And the, the, uh, in order to make the varsity, you would have to have a wrestle-off. That's the best way I could tell you it is. The coach, Coach Chrisman, would have the top wrestlers face each other off as we would practice in the basement of the school. This is where our practice was, to get ready for our meets. And uh, then he would take each weight class. And I was in 167 uh, weight class. And there were two of us that were vying for that spot. The loser would go to JV, junior varsity. The winner would go to varsity. Okay, and there would be times that I could beat. The other fellow, was named, his name was Harry. And there were times when I would lose to Harry, but I started to figure out his moves. And I was thankful that I got to make varsity uh, most of the time. Okay, so here's what happens. I beat Harry, and what happens? Then Coach Christman would say, you are on varsity this Friday. You are going to be uh, playing. So I get the varsity uniform and the varsity warm-up, and I walk around school, I strut around, uh, I go uh, to the uh, lunchtime wearing my jacket that day, and I just enjoy the fact that I am on varsity. And that's it, right? Well, of course not. In getting into varsity, now's the strategy to take on that varsity wrestler so that we can win. Uh, I'm put into different types of practices, and I go into a brainstorming session uh, with the coach and other teammates on how I can go. Really, everything just starts. Now, if that's the way it is in a high school sport called wrestling, why would we think, well, when we get to heaven, all we're going to do is just kind of be, be robed in eternal life and just kind of stop and just walk around? doesn't make any sense. Okay, let me give you another illustration here. We buy this home here in upcountry South Carolina. When we buy it, the whole idea was to inspect and to go around to all of these places with the real estate agents to find a place. And we found it. And here we go. We move in. Hasn't really been uh, occupied for a while. So we walk in. We, we're looking at stink buds and ladybugs on the windowsills. And we do need uh, to have some pest control. We hear something down in the crawl space. And uh, there's dust on the blinds. And the carpet is in desperate need of cleaning. But that's okay. See, we reached our destination, and that's all we need to worry about. So in getting here, right, isn't this what you did when you bought your house? Of course not. Think very carefully. When you got to your house, that's really when the fun began. That's really when the activity began. And my friends, this we have been energetic ever since uh, these six months that we've been here. Uh, we, are, we, we just had the uh, carpet layer come in and make an estimate today, and that'll be coming in within the next 10 days. I repainted the barn uh, out back. We had the pest control come in. We did a couple pest control uh, situations ourselves, taking care of some mice and things, and dusting and cleaning with great joy, and I can tell you that with honesty, but, you know, in, in getting this place, because this is our place, and we're enjoying it, and we're excited, and we're home so why would I say, if I come to Christ, I am in his family, 
And then I would tell people here on earth, well, when I get to heaven, well, there you are, and that's it. And, you know, Well, we're not going to expend any energy. Of course we are. See, just the same as I'm, I moved into this home, and that's really when the personalness and the fun and the memories are made, and everything just begins. That's the same way with heaven. Think about this now. I will make all things new. The Bible tells us that uh, in there, Revelation 22, 4, that the Lord says his servants, his children, his family will serve him. And you go, oh, mundane work? No, no, because you've been perverted by the term of uh, work here because it's under the curse. Revelation, uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 19 through 22 says everything's under the curse. And that includes our perception of work. You get a, you get a labor, you get tired, uh, you don't get paid enough. Uh, and also work doesn't have a good uh, term here. What if work was perfect? And let me explain what I mean. In Revelation 22, verse 4, the word for work in the Greek is latruo. It has an interchangeable definition. It can mean work, but it can also mean worship. You could, it, it would mean serve, but it would also mean celebration of service. Do you get this? We will. We are not talking about an eternal song service in celestial sanctuaries within four walls and singing 10,000 times just as I am. No, we are talking about our worship. See, the Bible says in Revelation 21, start in verse 23 through 25, you're not going to find any temple there because the Lord's the temple. And in Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, we see that the whole earth would be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. We are going to be enjoying the glory of God in everything we do, in all of our service. And we see through there, having bodies that don't fatigue, we're going to be entering into a whole new concept. I'm never going to get tired. That's a whole new concept. I, look, even in this world, if I never got tired again, how would my life be from this minute on? How would your life be if you never got tired or you would never have the temptation to sin again? Even if everybody else, even if this world was still the same way, this would change. The dynamics of your whole existence would change. Well, the promise in the scriptures is that. Revelation 22, 3, the curse is gone. So the whole environment around you is brand new, which means the adventure begins with no hindrance. You're going to have an incorruptible, imperishable body, so you're never going to fatigue. COVID will not slow you down. Cancer will not scare you. Arthritis will not pain you. You're going to have a body that never gets tired. No pain, Revelation 21.4. What will your life be? You said, I want to pray to the Lord, but the distractions in my mind and the fatigue, what if that was never there? I want to introduce the idea that life just begins whenever we get to heaven. The adventure just begins. I think that will be the name of my next book. The adventure just begins when we get to heaven. Well, I'm going to get going here. I, I have so much more to say, but I've gone way over time. Thank you so much, my friends. Take care. Listen, if you can in any way be able to pray for us, support us in any way, go over to our page in uh, the, uh, the Zulon.org website. 
Take a look at the address if you want to send anything to us. That's wonderful. If you uh, would prefer PayPal, there is a donation page. We have just many projects as I'm trying to just increase the magnitude of our ministry to let people know on just how important it is to know about heaven. And I'm just so excited. And if that if that's if you're possible, if it's possible, you can do that. Thank you and God bless you. Just pray for me. Just pray for me as our ministry has so many new horizons to encounter, and I'm excited about this year. Thank you so much. God bless you. And Lord willing, we'll talk on our next podcast. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.